Welcome to episode number 49 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are talking about finances, something that I've been asked for years to talk about. I've written a couple of books dealing with finances, taught upon it many, many times in conferences and various sessions where I've talked to the church on Sunday mornings. Finances is something that's so crucial to each and every person. A lot of folks think, well, let's get something more spiritual and let's maybe deal with issues of faith and those type of things. Well, in this teaching called Quality Christian Living, we're going to be talking about faith. We're going to talk about miracles. We're going to talk about generosity. We'll be dealing with issues uh, with parenting and just kinds of all kinds of topics and subjects that apply to everyday living because I believe a quality Christian life is a life lived to the highest standard, a life lived abundantly, a life filled with God's blessing, a life filled with God's goodness and His guidance and protection and his direction in all that we do. But today we're going to focus on something that a lot of people strive to get and that's financial prosperity. So the title of today's message is Prosperity and Success. But before we get started, why don't we pray and ask for God's direction. Father, I pray that you would bless this teaching today. I pray, Lord, that we would truly understand what you're referring to when you talk about prosperity in your word and you deal with the word success, Father. I believe, Lord, that there's a great misunderstanding by many people as to what prosperity is all about and what the ingredients are to receive success and be labeled a successful person. So, Father, pray that you would anoint everything that takes place. And I pray, Father God, that you would allow me to go into the realm, Father God, of the Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit now would then teach me and guide me and direct me in the area where we should go. And that everyone listening today, Father, would be blessed and would receive something very abundant, Father, in this teaching today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Prosperity can also be called success or sometimes referred to as the state of being successful. It has to do primarily, that is prosperity, with financial success or material gains of some type or another. Someone who achieves a level of financial prosperity is a person who can be described as being prosperous that they're a person who kind of has a sense of success all about them. The word prosperity is many times associated with words like peace or like wealth, such as when we wish someone well. For example, we might say, I pray that you'll prosper in all that you do. In all of my episodes, all podcasts that I've been teaching for these last 40, now this is the 49th podcast, I always close with, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May you prosper in all things and be in good health even as your soul prospers. And the reason I say that is because I believe that. I believe that God wants us to prosper. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to be successful. But but many times the teachings that we hear on the subjects of success and prosperity are all about just making a lot of money and paying no attention to God. Well, that's not what I intend to teach on. We'll not be going into that type of teaching because I want us to have peace in our prosperity. I want us to have peace and success. You know, in the years that I served as a banker, I met a lot of very successful people. I mean, people who had great wealth, billionaires, not millionaires, but billionaires, people who owned vast amounts of real estate and major corporations and and strings of hotels and all kinds of things and very, very wealthy people. But the thing that I noticed with most of them that they weren't necessarily very happy people. They weren't content. They didn't understand what contentment was all about because 
their entire life. Now, this is not all of them. I'm just saying that many of them, probably over half the people that I dealt with in banking who were extremely wealthy, were generally not very happy people. They were always cautious. They had a tendency not to trust people. They were focused on how much they're going to get out of something and not necessarily how much someone else will get. And it was very one-sided. But then that other group of very successful people financially, they were prosperous, extremely prosperous, were very happy people. And what's the difference? Why do you have a certain group of people that's worth millions of dollars and they seem to be happy where another group of people worth the same amount of money is not happy at all? It's because they've gotten away from what God's plan was for financial success and understanding what success is all about. Success is a very interesting word. It's one that applies to a little child can be successful in just being kind or being successful when they go potty for the first time. Yeah, I know when we were raising our kids, we had a couple little kids and when our children grew up as they were being potty trained, we were so excited when they actually went down and and sat on the regular toilet and used the potty and we we would clap for them and say, oh, we're so proud of them. We're so happy that they did it to encourage them and they were successful. Now that's the extreme of success on one end. On the other side, there's people who think that success is something that they'll never attain because they can never achieve it. I know that there's people who working for money have a goal primarily for financial success but they don't think much about their life being a success. They have a tendency to put it all in one basket and they pick and choose. Well, I I want to be successful, but I want to be a good father. So they think, well, I got to be one or the other. That's not true. You can be successful and be a good father. Or they might say, I want to have a successful business and prosper and be very wealthy, but I'm not going to be able to spend much time with my wife, with my family. And so they pick and choose one over the other. And we don't have to do that. I believe if we're followers of Jesus Christ, we've given our life to him. The word of God tells us that we can have it all. We don't have to choose success or being a good husband or financial success or being a good family man, a good dad who wants to spend time with their kids. We can have it all. We can have both sides of it. Jesus came to bless us, not so we could pick and choose. Well, I want to be blessed here and I want to be blessed there, but I don't really want to go in that direction or I don't want to do this. And we think that, for example, let me just, let me just, back up here a second. We think sometimes in our financial giving that we cannot be a tither or give 10% of our income to the Lord and be successful financially, or that we cannot get our bills paid off and still be a person who gives of our finances to the work of the Lord. That's just not true because God's word shows us and tells us that God has a plan for us, that he wants us to prosper in all things and be in good health, even as our soul prospers, that he wants us to be successful as a family, successful as a husband or as a wife or as a young person going to college and yet still live a good life, a godly life, one that serves God and puts God first. We don't have to pick and choose as the world tells us. This is a good time to go into scripture and find out about how long God has wanted people to be successful. In the book of Deuteronomy, I've used that before, but I want to quote a couple scriptures that are, I think, very appropriate to this teaching today. And that is in the book of Deuteronomy, where God is talking to the people of Israel and he's telling them that he blessed them and he said he he took them through the desert. He he protected them from the Egyptians and he just loved them so very much. And it says in Deuteronomy 8.18 in the New Living Translation, remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. Then verse 19, listen to this, but I assure you of this, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping 
speaking and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. Now, that doesn't mean that God's going to kill us in the event that we go back to our old ways and don't seek God, but we start doing our own thing. But what it does tell us, which is so important in verse 18, it says that God is the one who gives us power to be successful. So if he gives us power to be successful, then obviously he wants us to have success in our life. And financial blessing, financial prosperity is really an example of success in our life. So God is in favor of it. We need to receive that, take it, and walk with that and live with that promise. And then later on in Deuteronomy chapter 30, where God is talking about those people who've gotten away from him and are not serving him, if they'll come back to him and recommit their life to him, which is something that some of you might need to do today. It may be that you've been doing your own thing and you should take just a moment right now and say, Lord, help me, Lord, to do what you want. I want you to be my guide. I want you to direct my steps. And so I just come back to you. I recommit my life to you and I ask for your guidance. And when the children of Israel did that, then God gave them instructions once again. It says in in chapter 30, verse number eight, then you will again obey the Lord and keep all his commands that I am giving you this day. He says in verse nine, the Lord your God will then make you successful in everything you do. Here we go again. We're seeing that God wants his people to be successful. Now, some people will tell you that it's bad teaching to talk about success and financial prosperity and that stuff that we shouldn't worry about because God isn't concerned about it and we should only be interested in doing this thing or that that thing or whatever. But see, that's just not the whole truth. God wants to bless us. Just receive that right now. Matter of fact, why don't you just take this time right now, close your eyes and just repeat these words. I know my God wants to bless me. He wants me to be successful. Now, if you said that, and if you meant that, then it starts to do something in your spirit. It starts to do something in your heart and your mind. It starts us to start thinking in terms of, well, God does want to bless me, and God wants to prosper me in all things. There's And there's nothing wrong with financial prosperity, and there's nothing wrong with having successes in my life. But the important thing we understand, that's so crucial to understand, is that let's give, give our God all the glory. Let's give him all the honor. When I'm blessed financially, when we sell a piece of property or when we build a home and sell it and make a nice profit on it, we always give God the glory. We give him all the praise. I want him to know that he's the one that brought that blessing into my life. And so we need to do that. We need to give him credit where credit's due. A lot of folks do things on their own and think, well, they don't need God. It reminds me of a story. I may have said it before in a prior podcast, but it's worth repeating. It reminds me of the story about the guy who was living in the large city of New York. And there's hardly any place to park and he's driving all around the city and he's looking for a parking space and looking and looking. He says, Lord, help me find a parking space. Could you just open up a parking space? I really need one. Lord, please help me. And he keeps driving, driving, and all of a sudden, boom, right in front of him, there's a wonderful parking space. As a matter of fact, it's right in front of the building that he wants to be at. So he pulls into the parking space and as he's pulling in, he says, Lord, that's okay. You don't have to worry about it now. I found one. You see, when we do that, when we when we act like the guy who said, I found it myself, then God is, I, I believe, disappointed in us. He's discouraged with us because we need to give God credit for the blessings in our life. I'm one of these people who pulls into a parking lot at a big facility like a big shopping mall or something. I'm with my wife. I don't park out in the boonies. I don't park on the edge of town. I don't park way out on the edge of the parking lot. I believe that God wants to bless me. So when I move in, pull into a big parking lot like that, I drive down the aisle and I go right up to the front, right by the store. And I'm telling you, nine out of ten times, at least nine out of ten times, I find a premier great parking 
parking spot right in front of the store because I want to believe that God wants to bless me. Now, you might think that's a silly story and that's something that's kind of dumb. Well, why don't you try it? A lot of folks miss out on the opportunity to let God be God and let him be who he is by trying to do things on their own, to do it themselves. They just want to act like, well, I'm a self-made man. I I don't like the phrase, that statement, a self-made man, because a self-made man is not giving glory and credit to God. A self-made man can never say that God is my source of success, that God is my my source of financial blessing. So let's do away with that old statement, I'm self-made, and believe that you want to be God-made. You want to be made, you are made in his image, and therefore you want to be blessed in his image, and you want to receive his prosperity, receive success in your life, and then give all the glory to God because he is the one that receives in his due all glory, all honor, and all praise for any success or any financial prosperity that we receive in our lives. When I think of the word success, I think of some of the great men and women in the Word of God. First name that comes to mind is the is King David. Of course, I've always been partial to the name David since that's my first name. And King David was blessed of the Lord. He had favor in the eyes of God. God wanted to bless him. God wanted him to be successful. Put that into your heart. Receive that. He wants you to be successful. And in the book of First Chronicles, there's lots of instructions here where the Lord is speaking to David and David is speaking to his son Solomon. And the word success is throughout these, these examples in God's word where God is telling David, I want you to be successful and raise all the money that you can and everything that you can so that your son Solomon will be able to be successful and build the temple that he wanted Solomon to build. And in verse 11 in chapter 22, it says, now my son, may the Lord be with you and give you success as you follow his directions. You see, God is giving us instructions throughout his word that he wants us to have success. And this comment where David is speaking to Solomon kind of reminds me of the way we should talk to our children. You know, if you have children, if you have grandchildren, or if you don't have children or grandchildren, but you know of young people or, or other people that you can encourage and you can speak hope and life into them, then wish them or bless them and say that they can be successful. You see, David, David was speaking to his son Solomon. And he says, now, if you follow God, if you follow his instructions, you will be successful in all that you do. And Solomon wasn't perfect. And the word of God tells us throughout here that Solomon made a lot of mistakes. But David and David had made a lot of mistakes. Matter of fact, they're kind of like us. We make a lot of mistakes. But just because we make mistakes in our life, God doesn't give up on us. God didn't give up on David, even though he made a lot of mistakes. David didn't give up on Solomon, although Solomon had made a lot of mistakes. And God will not give up on us when we make mistakes. So don't live in a state of, well, God can never bless me, or I can never be successful, or God doesn't love me, or God doesn't want me to have the financial blessings that I should have. We need to just strike that from our conversation. Don't let that appear in our comments. Don't let that be in our prayers. Don't let that be in our conversations with other people. Be a positive person. Be a person that believes that God is able, that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything that we seek or we ask or we desire according to the power that's in us. That's God's word. We should claim that. I I believe in that for you. I believe it in for me. And we need to be careful. We don't allow ourselves to get around people who are negative people. There's a lot of folks that I know today. Some are Christian, some not, and they like to use the word lucky. They talk about the fact, well, you're lucky here and you're lucky there. I remember telling somebody recently that we were able to build 
a home up in the mountains to have a nice cool place to go during the summertime. And they said, oh, you're so lucky to have a house up there. And I said, you know, luck has nothing to do with it. We were blessed and God desires to bless his people. So don't allow the term lucky to get into your vocabulary. Matter of fact, just strike it from your vocabulary because God is not the God of luck. God is the God of success. God doesn't like failure. God loves people to prosper. God wants us to have an abundant life. That's who he is. That's how he thinks about us. Imagine how God thinks about us and try and think what he sees in us. And that way, maybe we can dismiss those things that we see in ourselves. Sometimes when you get up in the morning and look in the mirror, you should look at it and just say, I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. And I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You should maybe get some scriptures. We all should have scriptures around our mirror that are the promises of God, that he wants to bless us, bless us. He wants to prosper us in all things and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. The reason I keep repeating that is because I want you to believe it. I want you to catch it. I want you to receive that statement and believe that God does want you to prosper in all things, in all things. That's crucial, vital to this teaching today. In this series on prosperity, we're going to answer some questions. This series on dealing with success and prosperity and God's blessing. One of the questions that you might be asking is, how does God define success? What would he use to find success? And I think he defines it in a very simple way. It simply would be this, being obedient to his word. We will be successful if we're being obedient to God's word. And another question you might look at and wonder, how does God feel about certain things? So how does God define prosperity? Well, I believe God defines prosperity in many, many ways, but probably the most important way that he defines prosperity is to always seek his will and to always realize that he is our source of financial blessing. He defines prosperity as not necessarily being wealthy financially, although that can be part of it. He defines prosperity as being happy and content in his word in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 6 in the New Living Translation, it says this, Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. So how does God define wealth and prosperity? It's in contentment in him that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. That's his promise. Expect it, receive it, operate in it, pray for it, and then walk in God's word, walk in his guidance and direction, and you will experience prosperity and success that you never dreamed possible. Another scripture on success that I feel is appropriate at this time is found in Psalm chapter 90 and reading in verse number 17. This is in the New Living Translation once again. And Moses is talking to his people here and he's talking to them about how God wants to bless them and how God wants to prosper them. He says here, and may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. He says it twice. He wants them to understand and claim the promises of God and believe that if we're faithful to him, God will make our efforts successful. So once again, we see a great example of God's desire for us to succeed and to prosper. So far in this podcast, we've addressed why God wants to bless us, that he wants to prosper us, that he wants us to be successful. But let me ask you a question now. This is probably one of the most important questions that I can ask you, and that is, why do we want to be successful financially? Now, some of the obvious reasons would be you'd like to have more money. You'd like to be able to maybe purchase nice things, or you'd like to have 
more money than you have right now and you possibly want to get a nicer house or a nicer car all those things and and those things in themselves are not bad but it's very very important that we understand that when we think about God blessing us financially is that we need to be concerned about our reason our desire to have financial success. If it's all about just getting something better for us, more materialistic things, more possessions, bigger house, bigger car, more vacations, fancier clothes, and all that, we need to be very careful with that because the Word of God warns us about our motives being proper. So if we're going to ask ourselves the question, and that is, why do I want to be financially successful, we need to follow it up with this question, what are my motives? Our motives are crucial to God because the Lord weighs our motives and he knows our motives. We we can't hide them from him. Some people think, well, I'm not going to tell God about this or tell God about that. All we have to do is think it and God knows about it. Just let it enter into our mind. Let that thought into our mind and God already knows what we're thinking about. He knows our every thought. He knows what we're going to say. He knows what we've said in the past. He knows what our motives have been in the past, but he wants our motives to line up according to his word. So if we're thinking about gaining financial wealth, then let's take a second here and talk about understanding what our motives are like. Here's another scripture, a very powerful one that deals with our motives. I'm going to be reading in James chapter 4, starting at verse 2, and it talks about drawing close to God, going to God and ask Him to help us. So if you need a financial blessing, then you go to the Father, right? You ask Him, Lord, help me and bless me, and I need you to bless our home, our family, to help me pay my bills, or to whatever it might be that you're going to God for, to heal our body, whatever it may be. We need to have the right motives. So let's look at James chapter 4, starting at verse 2. New Living Translation. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. Now, that doesn't mean we actually murder someone, but we basically manipulate and do those things. It says you are jealous of what others have, and sometimes we're that way. Sometimes we get a little jealous because someone else has something greater than us. Even pastors sometimes can be a little jealous of the other pastor of another church, who maybe their church is bigger or growing faster or whatever it might be. But we're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. So we sometimes get into all kinds of battles because we want what we want and we want it at whatever cost it takes and that's just not the way to receive God's financial blessing. He says in here, yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. So let's go to God and ask for the things that we want in our life. But then here we come with verse number three, one of the most important parts of this teaching today. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Now, if our motives are not right, God's not going to bless us. It says very here very clearly that if our motives are wrong and all we want is to be financially successful so we can have more stuff, and as it says here, more pleasures, our motives are not correct and God will not bless improper motives. So let's be sure that our motives are right. And so let me ask you again, why is it that you want to gain wealth? What is it that's so important to you that you want to have financial prosperity? Well, you should probably take a piece of paper because I know I've done this and that is write down the reasons why you'd like to be blessed financially, why you believe that you should prosper financially. I think that's important because if you'll write those down, then you need to take those thoughts and see if they tie into the Word of God. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't have nice things. When you make your list, there's nothing wrong with saying, I'd like to provide for my family better or I'd like to help someone one in need. Those are wonderful things. And there's nothing wrong with saying, I need some new clothes, or I need to have a better car, a more 
reliable car. Those are all fine things. Those are good things. But we need to make sure that our motives line up according to what God wants us to have. If we just want to be richer than the next person, God's not going to bless that. But if we want to be blessed so that we can be a blessing, I believe our God's going to get behind that one. You see, I'm a big believer in prosperity financially so that we can be blessed and that we can be a blessing to someone else. I've said this before on other podcasts and it's certainly worth repeating again and that is that I believe we our life should be kind of like a large conduit that's kind of like a big hollow pipe a big pipe where both ends are open and God pours out a blessing into one end of that pipe and it flows into us and through us and we're blessed when we are blessed financially we can be blessed we can do nice things we can enjoy life a little bit more we can go on a vacation we can do those things that are wonderful and then that blessing while it's blessing in us and it's flowing through us then the other end of that pipe goes out the other side that's open so that we can then use that blessing from God to be a blessing for someone else because we're not here to be blessed so that we can just hoard so we can keep things to ourselves that we can gain more wealth and gain more prosperity and have more money than the next guy no we are being blessed financially of God because he's got a plan for that blessing it's so important we understand that in all the years that I was in banking and all the years of pastoring I knew a lot of people who had a, a lot of money and they just kind of kept it to themselves and as a matter of fact I know people who feel that they're just when they die they just want to die being very very wealthy and I believe when they'd say that they're they're missing out on one of the greatest joys that they can have and that is to be a blessing to someone else take what you have and bless someone else with it be blessed as you have it that's fine but then use what you have to bless others and see with that mindset God will give us an abundance of financial blessing I believe he will give us an abundance of financial blessing that our needs will be met and the needs of others will be met there's something that I believe very strongly about and that is what the church should be doing the church in in the United States I'm talking about the local church and all denominations are missing out on a great opportunity. If we were all to be bigger givers in our church and give a percentage of our income to our church, all the churches would have enough money to meet all the needs of their congregation. You see, I believe that if the church gave what they should be giving back to the church, I believe this is what Jesus would want, that we could take care of the financial needs of the congregation. That doesn't mean that people can lay around and do nothing. No, they should all work if they're physically able to. But if we have widows who need financial help, the church could take care of all those needs, even their medical bills and things of that nature, their transportation needs. We could do all that if God's people would only give of what they have. I believe God then is going to pour out more blessings to his people because he knows that their motives will be pure, will be right, and will be correct. Now today we've talked about a number of reasons for financial blessing. First of all, that God wants us to be successful, that God wants us to prosper in all things, that our God has a plan for us, that he wants us to bring our needs to him, that when we ask for our needs to be met, that he wants us to examine our motives, to be sure that our motives are correct, that all those things are crucial in understanding about prosperity in our life. I want all of us to have financial prosperity. I want us all to have success in our lives. And we can have that according to God's word. We don't have to lack. We can always have an abundance a blessing from God as long as our lives line up according to the word of God and we're obedient to his instructions to receive financial prosperity and success in our life.
Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this teaching today because I've enjoyed going through the steps. I truly believe that God has a plan for all of us and I know that he wants to bless us. So if you'd like to get additional information on the areas of financial success and being debt-free, you could go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. My recent book is entitled How to Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. When you tune into my webpage, there's a link there to the podcast that I've done over the last several months. And uh, you can also subscribe, if you'd like to, to my podcast and go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I just want to pray for you right now as we close today's teaching. Father, bless those who've listened in, Father. Pray that they would receive this teaching, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that it would do something special in their life, Father, that they would understand that you desire to bless and you desire to give us abundantly, Father God, and you want us to be a blessing. So thank you, Lord, for those who've listened in today. And I pray that you'd bring them back for our next session, Father. Or ask this in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My next podcast is entitled Prosperity and Wealth. There is a difference between prosperity and wealth. A lot of people don't realize that. Matter of fact, there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. We're going to discuss those things and understand how God defines them because I believe it's important we understand that wealth is something that can come from God, but getting rich can come from other sources. So I want you to be blessed of God. I want everything that you do would be blessed of God. I would pray that as you listen to these podcasts that you would receive something that would open up your heart to believe that all things are possible through Christ Jesus who strengthens you and that God is not limited in any way, that God has no limits, that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, and that if we draw near to God, then he'll draw near to us. Those are his promises. I receive them. And Father, I pray that everyone listening would receive them also. So until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers.